Hi, mate. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. We've seen each other for the second time this week. It is, yes. So what did we go and see last night, was it? night before? Last night? Tuesday. Tuesday night. Yeah, so it's Thursday today. Yes. Um, so we went Tuesday to see The Iron Claw. Yeah. What did you think? It's, it's amazing. It's a really good film. I've got to say, Zac Efron's performance, I think it's... It's his big moments in his career. Is I think it's the turn and point. It's his, it's a great, great role, great performance. But God, it's sad. It it was. A, I come out drained. Yeah. Well, and we're only sort of slightly giggling with each other because we've got this idea of we're gonna do some maybe little special mini podcasts when we both been the picture together. We're gonna come straight out, have a like little initial thought and do some scores about the film, <laughs> all based on our Rob yeah. Reiner scores, really. And we all had the idea, yeah, we'll, we'll do it, we'll do it. And I think we both walked out, and I said to you, do you still want to do this? Because I was like, I don't want to do it. And you were like, no, let's just go home. No, well, I, it was one of them, I think you needed time to like digest what you just watched, because I, I'd seen the trailer, but I purposely didn't read anything about the, the movie itself. So even in my film magazines, I kind of skipped the articles because I didn't yeah. want to know. And I don't really remember them as wrestlers when I was a kid. Just a little bit before. Yeah. yeah, we were just talking about it before. Yeah. So he was one of the brothers, Jerry, Kerry, is played by Jeremy Allen White, White who's from the Bear, who is incredible. The fact they're all beefed up so yeah. it's unbelievable, unbelievable, isn't it? He played Kerry Von Erich, is it? What's what's the name? What's the Von Erich or something? Yeah, I think so. But he was actually the Texas Tornado in WWF. Now that was just at the time I was remember being into wrestling, must be about 1991, 92 when we first got into it. But I don't know much about the rest of the family. It's... No, when when you when we had a look before the picture Texas Tornado, I instantly recognised them. Yeah, but I didn't know the story. So it, I think, listener, if you're if you're expecting Rocky, you're not getting Rocky. You're getting yeah. the Mickey Rourke wrestler. I think it's even you? sadder than that. <laughs> I, I I think it's... it's it was, and the fact it's just the fact it's a true story, as well is is it's heartbreaking. And really I'm not. I don't want to say the spoiler, but it's the scene right at the end where Zach Efron's character is sat in the field watching his two sons, and he's come up to him and go, "Why are you crying?" Yeah. And he said that. Yeah, don't and say I'm not gonna, Yeah, don't. And I was it. like, "Oh, it, there's a line, isn't it?" It broke me. It literally broke me. So yeah, that's what we've been to. Angle highly recommended, but maybe don't go with you expecting something like. A little bit light because it's certainly. I'd not. be tempted to watch it at home, to be honest, because you so, can. I think it's coming out streaming soon anyway, so yeah. you can sort of pause it and maybe have a little bit of a break yeah, and come back. Go to get it. some tissues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what else have you been watching, Dave? I've got two episodes left of Mister and Mrs Smith, which um, is the Donald Glover. Yeah. Um, you said it was a bit of a slow burner. It is a bit of a slow burner. It's definitely getting. It's definitely getting better. So I'd completely forgotten Phoebe Wallace. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Was the co-writer. She's got a massive deal with uh, Amazon Prime, right? Yes. And she hasn't produced anything yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's all coming. Yeah, It's all yeah. the works, but originally, it, yeah, it was meant to be them two. Because obviously they, they worked together on Solo, didn't yeah. they? Which, look out for Solo, you, we may be, <laughs> may be popping up at some point. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. Ron Perlman was in one of the episodes, and Sarah Paulson, is it? American Horror Story. Oh, I never really watched things. American. She was in the episode that I watched last night. That's worth a watch. Uh, Ted is on uh, Sky Max here. There's only seven episodes. I've watched the first one. Yeah. I think it's really funny. Scott Grimes is in it. Yes, from, he's the dad, isn't he? Yeah, from, you know, from Band of Brothers. And I keep mentioning this, but if you've never seen it, go on YouTube and watch him singing Man in the Mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. with Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman as his backing singers. As you do. As you do. <laughs> and... The other thing just to mention was just the news with Fantastic Four. Yes. The cast was announced, wasn't it, it yesterday? Was. So we've got all that to look forward to. It's a bit of a... not a, wasn't really too much of a secret, was it? No, we, it, 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 we've heard all really. the name bounded around, but still I'm looking at that going, 
this is a this is a big one for Marvel. I think this is. I'm not going to say it's make or break because they've got too much in the bank, but it's make or break. If that <laughs> because I just think. I haven't said that we've just been talking. I think Deadpool is going to be the big one this year. I'm going to be really intrigued. The only Marvel film yeah. this year, isn't it? And we've got four next year. We've got four the following two years, haven't we? So it's going to be really so. interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm totally up for that. So what are you watching? I watched the other day, and I haven't seen it in years, Knocked Up. Bit of Seth Rogen thing at the moment. <laughs> I absolutely love that film. Paul Rudd. I know everyone goes on about Paul Rudd never ages, and he looks great. But he does look young and knocked up as well. Like, do you know what I mean? But him and I think it's Leslie Mann. Just younger. Yeah. Because he still looks it, young now. He just looks is younger. It, is it the, it's Leslie, Leslie Mann. Mann. Yeah. yeah. Um, Judd Apatow. Oh, Real wife, isn't she? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they are so good. They're, they're the highlight of the film for me, them two. They are absolutely brilliant. And I'm the favourite scene where she thinks he's having an affair. <laughs> she walks in on the fantasy baseball team. They were just like, yeah, but it was our draft. <laughs> she's like, this is what you've been running out on me for like days. And she was like, oh, it's it's so... It, it really absolutely captures that husband and wife relationship really well. What else have I been watching? Just started watching Mad Men again. Interesting. So yeah. I've never, I've, we've had this conversation, I've never seen You've it. Never seen, I, I love because I'll tell you what, I have just finished uh, Fargo, season five, with John Hamm. Oh, and John, John Hamm is amazing in that. But I haven't, I haven't oh, seen Mad Men. John Hamm in Mad Men will make you question your sexuality. <laughs> I swear down, he is. There's a couple of scenes in Mad Men. And there's the famous bit where he makes the pitch for Kodak with the carousel moment. And it's one of the most magical pieces of TV. He just, because he, he, he's, he's in the room, he's pitching this idea for, you know, 1950s Kodak, because that, that's where it's set and it's about this. And he's, the way he just, like in 90 seconds, he presents to the Kodak executives what the idea is, how this have worked. And like, Everyone in the room is just like touched. It's just like, and you are like, oh my god! It's it's oh, incredible. It's almost like the part is just written for John Hammond because he had like such a a windy career up until that point. He came. His success was quite late for mm. him. I know he's gone on to quite a lot of other things since, but he's he's a great actor. I love it. And obviously, I mentioned the other week, we've just finished the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I've got to say. It's been one of the best TV shows I've watched in years. Me and Jackie absolutely loved it. Absolutely. It's just incredible. Rachel Brosnahan, I think her name is, who plays Miss Maisel, is an absolute superstar. It's just... Well, she's going to go to the next level as Lois Lane. Yeah, so it's a, it's we'll a see big her everywhere, one. won't we? And also her dad in it, Tony Shalob. Speaking of which... Welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Liam. My name's Dave. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you haven't, and others you may never want to watch. However, I can say, if you've never seen Superbad, just don't look in me Ghostbusters lunchbox. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows we love so much, and maybe, just maybe, watch it if you can. Liam, how are you? I'm good, yeah, I'm not too bad. So, welcome back to Box Set 5. This is our second episode, and if you don't know already, the theme, and I love this theme, it is Bond but Boss. Basically, films that didn't light up the box office or either completely flopped, but actually are really good films. So, Dave, this is your first choice of the box set. What have you got? 
by Grabfar's Hammer. It's Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yes, let's go. So Galaxy Quest is a 1999 science fiction comedy. This film is about the cast of a fictional sci-fi TV series that are drawn into an interstellar battle between these two alien races. And it's all because the actors are mistaken for a real space crew. And it's all because these aliens called the Feramans see the show as historical documents and draw them into their war. It's actually an amazing story. The concept behind the plot is just fantastic. The fact that... And where it gets confusing is the actors playing characters in a TV show. So it blares that line between... <laughs> it, 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 it's meta, it's not meta, it's... Oh, I love it. I, I've seen it. I saw it when it first came out. And I watched it a few years back. I think I went through, not long after Alan Rickman passed away, I went through some of his films and I rewatched it again. And I rewatched it again. And, I'm like, and it, 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 is, it is brilliant. No, definitely. Um, so what are, the reasons, what are the reasons you picked it for this box set? Pretty much everything you've just said. I mean, love a sci-fi, love a comedy. So yeah. ticking both boxes. Like you just said, I love the plot. The idea that you've got these actors that are mistaken for the real characters is already a great idea, yeah. isn't it? I do think the visual effects for film in the late 90s are, yeah. are really, really good. You know, Probably better than some of the films that we've seen recently. But it's the practical effects as well, because Stan Winston did the practical effects. So... The main bad guy, Saris, who is just, you know, that's not... That would be CGI today, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah. That would be a guy in a CGI suit. Because I love the way his like, little scorpion legs were moving yeah. and his background and his feathers flicked up. He had like, Yeah, when he gets angry. Yeah, it's brilliant. He definitely would be someone in a CGI suit now and all. Yeah, done definitely. Like a Thanos type, wouldn't he? Um, but to do it practically, I just think it's amazing. Well, but... I remember reading the other day when I was like, doing a little bit of research, the set of the spaceship itself was actually done on a platform that moved as well. So, and at one point, they, when they were trying to just, they, it dropped two foot, and all his crew, all of the um, cast who were sat in the chairs, like, like jumped up two foot, because it dropped that much, <laughs> and they were a bit like, oh, this is... So it, that sense of realism is is really there. I love the set. practical effect as well. I mean, yeah. the, 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 yeah. the special effects, I think, are brilliant. The... the the little aliens with the, the, the sharp teeth, I think they look really good and the rock monster's really good. But I do think, yeah, having the, the practical sets and the practical uh, bad guy it, it, it is brilliant. But yeah, just the whole idea, I think, of the of the, the film itself. The and plot. it's an absolute loving homage to Star Trek, isn't it? Yeah, it's not taking the piss. No. No, out of that, which I think we'll come to. Yeah, I think, I think we'll I know exactly talk about the, the, the that. Yeah. We'll talk, but yeah, it's it's just it's so beautiful. So then, who's in it? We've got a big cast, really. It is a big cast. So we can't mention absolutely everyone. So I'm just going to pick out the headliners. We've got Tim Allen, who plays Jason Nesmith, also known as Commander Peter Quincy Taggart. That's the bit I was like, because I was trying to write down the character names, and like you know them as two characters. In, yeah, in, essentially, in, it's strange, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So everyone knows Tim Allen from Home Improvements and the Santa Claus. He's also the voice of Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story. Currently in a show called Last Man Standing. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, finished recently. I haven't. I think it, it ran for about a good few years, but I think it's it's finished recently. Yeah, you got any recommendations for Tim Allen? Pretty much the same as that. He's a funny actor, Tim Allen, because when you go through, there's not a lot. Considering he's been around for so long, I know he's done. Obviously, when you do a sitcom, it takes up a lot of your time. Yeah. But it was like, only for years, wasn't it? Does not he hasn't done a lot. Like basically Santa Claus, Home Improvements, Last Man Standing, and Buzz Bite Leah is pretty much his career. Yeah. The the Santa Claus now is back on Disney as a yeah. as a show. And isn't there's it? been a few variations of it as well, hasn't it? Yeah. So Sigourney Weaver's in it. I mean anyone who watches sci-fi films yeah. knows it. So she's Gwen Marco, also known as Lieutenant Tony Madison. So, yeah, we know from the Alien franchise. We also know from Ghostbusters, which you mentioned in the opening. Yeah. I mentioned when we did the When Harry Met Sally episode, uh, I've seen a movie called Copycat with oh, Harry Connick Jr. No. I always recommend that movie because I think it's a really good movie. She's currently making what I think is probably Avatar 25 with yeah. James Cameron. So she's she's 
She thinks it owes movies. She's James Cameron's muse. He go he like obviously because he used he was she was in the Alien films and stuff. He's their relationship must be fascinating. Have you got any recommendations? I've got a few. I'd forgot she was in Gorillas in the Mist. If you remember late eighties, yeah, yeah. a really good film. Working Girls. Love Working Girls. Working yeah. Girls is a cracking film as well. And another thing I didn't know she voiced, but in America she voices Planet Earth instead of Richard Attenborough. The oh, really? And I'm a bit like, why? I love Sigourney <laughs> Weaver, but I'm a bit like, oh, hang on. I can yeah. see a petition coming on here. It's a bit strange, isn't it? And she also did the computer voice in Wally. I think it's the computer voice, but she is one oh, of the voices okay. in Wally. One other thing as well, well, two other things I've got here. She was in, she popped up in The Defenders, which we mentioned a few weeks back on the mm. Silence of the Lambs podcast. She's in there, she's the bad guy, isn't she? And also, randomly, she's in two episodes of Doc Martin. With the guy, the English actor. Uh, Clunes. Martin Clunes, yeah. Really? She's in two episodes of Doc Martin, yeah. That's she plays okay. an American tourist <laughs> who, who ends up living in that, who comes That's to the okay. village. That yeah. reminds me a bit, a bit like Ian McKellen popping up in Coronation Street. Yeah, it's a bit random, isn't it? Definitely random. Yeah. Okay, sad one here. We've got Alan Rickman. You know, he suddenly passed away in January 2016. He plays Alexander Dane, also known as Dr. Lazarus. Lazarus is the, the character from the TV show. We obviously know him from Die Hard. We know him from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, the Harry Potter series mm. as well. I'm just going to mention the movies that you need to watch. Dogma. I've got that. Yeah, I'm going to mention purely because it's directed by Kevin Smith, who is here in May. He is. Not in this room. Not in this room. He's going to be... Well, we'll, we'll try. We'll see if we can get him in my room. Like. <laughs> He's coming to the... Uh, the I'll Col- stand outside his hotel and say, Kevin Smith, do you want to come to my room? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be on our podcast? Do you want to be on our podcast in my room? <laughs> yeah, Dogma's one to check out because I think... He's done great performances in all his movies, but I think Dogma's one that kind of gets lost because it's not really available anywhere as well. So it's a, yeah. if you can find it somewhere, watch then it. watch it, yeah. You got one, any? Sense and Sensibility, the 1995 one, he's brilliant mm. in that. Love Actually, and he fucking bastard who broke Emma Thompson's heart. <laughs> I'm just... Why would you do that with the bracelet, wasn't it? Do you remember the bracelet? It wasn't, it wasn't for her. See, now you've said that, I should have mentioned Truly Madly Deeply as well. Uh, to be honest, any film with Alan Mickman, he's, he's, he's just so good. One... Quickly Down Under. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's one of my favourite actors of all time, but one you might want to check out is a film called Bottle Shock with him and Chris Pine. He plays a wine expert and Chris Pine are trying to get a... to um, It's the story of a wine grower decides he's going to make Californian wine some of the best wine in the air, in the world. And everyone's going, you're not going to make Californian wine. And he's <laughs> he's an expert. Great film. Completely one yeah, of those yeah. ones go completely under the radar. Bottle shock. Brilliant. Tony Shallop is uh, Fred Kwan, who plays the also, sorry, known as Tech Sergeant Chen. Monk, I think we've mentioned. Yes. The other week, didn't we? On the Science um, Lambs podcast. I haven't seen Monk. It's, it's a really good daytime TV. He plays a cop whose wife was murdered, but he's got OCD. So he's 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 an amazing actor, actually. So what else have you picked out? From? I've only really gone from Men in Black, to be honest. Only be, purely because I knew you were going to mention from the off. Yeah. The, the Netflix show that you're watching, so... Is that your main recommendation? I've got that, and I didn't realise until I did the research. He's he was in basically every season, bar a few of Wings. Remember the, the one that was sort of in between Frasier and Cheers. I don't think that really. We made never it watched over it over here, but yeah. he was. So was he in it was he? He's had so he was in that for years. Then he had his own, then he headlined his own season, uh, headlined his own program, Monk, and then he's in. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel because he plays Mrs. Maisel's mum. He's amazing. He's one of those actors that he's actually done an amazing career of just doing his own thing. Mm. He's quite a distinctive actor as well. He's really good. There is one other thing. Was a couple of things I've noticed. Um, you need to mention is, and I don't know why I'm going to pull this out of my memory bank, but he's in a film called Big Night with Stanley Tucci, and they are two brothers who own a restaurant and business is not going too well. So they decide to basically revamp the menu. And I don't know why I remember this, Dave, but I think I rented this on Blockbuster 
So there's a good chance that you let me have this without paying for it. <laughs> without paying for it, yeah. <laughs> You mean one of my rents, not that you just walked out the yeah. shop with it. You yeah. didn't let me just like you partake in yeah. shoplifting, no, because you used to get, you worked in Blockbuster. Yeah. Because yeah. it was around that time. I'd completely forgot about this film. It's amazing. And him and Stanley Tucci play brothers, so you can see it's brilliant. And it's all about food as well. It's, it's a great film. And one of those films I'd completely forgotten about until I saw it Big Brother Queen and thought, I need to go mm. back to that. But it's a really good film. And he also voices Luigi from Cars as well. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> another link to uh, another Pixar movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got Daryl Mitchell, who plays Tommy Webber, also known as Lieutenant Lavardo. He was in House Party. In 1990, and he is also, um, I think he's the teacher in 10 Things I Hate About You. I've really never seen movie. it, you know, it's, it's Keith Ledger, Keith isn't Ledger. it? That's yeah. a great movie, yeah. We've got Enrico Colantino, who's Mafasar, who's one of the aliens. I really know him from a series called Persons of Interest. Don't know that one. You've seen that with Jim? I'm gonna get his name wrong now. Is it Kazizio? Could be because you know what I mean. <laughs> Probably, um, but I'm not going to attempt I mean. pronounce it because I'm worse than you. Is it Passion of the Christ? He, he was oh, Casavitis, I think it is. Yes. It's sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably still pronounce it wrong. Yeah, I think we both did that. <laughs> He's also in Westworld, the series, the series as well, the HBO series. I know him from that. So they're the two main things I would say check out if you've not seen them. You got anything? I didn't, I didn't really recognise him or anything he'd been in. Fair enough. Good answer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even got a Bobby list. Sorry, Enrique, you know. <laughs> but I've got to say, there was one little bit I loved reading about the research of it is when he auditioned, he, he it was his idea and he auditioned with that monotone voice. Right. And apparently the casting director absolutely loved it, took it back to the, the producers and they were just like, that is perfect. And then they, set, they basically based the whole character of the race on that on his casting video, right. the way he did, no, he did, he did it in that one yeah. monotone <laughs> voice, and apparently it was all it, that was just him coming to the audition and just sort of messing around. So I'm like, I love little facts like that. It certainly worked, didn't it? Right. Last but not least, then Sam Rockwell. Oh. <laughs> He's initially known as Crewman Six. Yes. <laughs> so I went to see Argan recently. Not a great movie, but he is the best thing yeah. in it by, by a country mile. But I love Moon, love Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And he's also recently been in season two of What If, back as Justin Hammer. Justin Hammer, he's... Yeah. I think Sam Rockwell is one of my favourite actors at the moment. So I recently watched Seven Psychopaths again. It's been a while since mm. I've seen it. I finally got around to watching Moon. A couple of weeks ago, absolutely loved it. It's good, isn't it? So David good. Bowie's son that directs that. Yeah, I think his name. Though. Obviously, we've already done way way back on uh, yeah. our previous box sets. The Justin Hammer. I'm gonna pull the short he did with Ben Kingsley, where he's in prison. Mm. Is a cracking little ten minute. The one sh- shot. Yeah, called. the one shot. Yeah, all hail the king. It's called absolutely cracking little ten minutes of of, of cinema that, and also, um. You can't forget his portrayal of George W. Bush and Vice as well. It's brilliant. And also, I think if you're going to mention Sam Rockwell, just go watch clips of him dancing. Oh, he's <laughs> just, go you, just go on YouTube and watch clips of him coming on the Jimmy Fallon show. He dances every time. I can't say how much I love Sam Rockwell. <laughs> I, I physically love Sam Rockwell. I love we just him. want to be our mate, don't we? I just oh, love him. He's brilliant. He's he never disappoints in any film. In fact, he's always the best thing in any film. Right? Anyone else then, Dave? Oh no, no one. Okay, <laughs> there is loads of us, but I just don't think we've got time to do everyone. I've just picked a few. Just you know, this may get cut out if we've got if we've gone over time. But it's it's the Rain Wilson who goes and plays Shrewd in Office. It's his. Just lingers in the background, yeah, like an office character. Yeah, he is in there. Sam Lloyd, who plays the lawyer in Scrubs, he pops up in there. Missy Pyle, who plays Lalari, who's who's the one of the girl aliens. She's in Gone Girl. We were and I pulled that up because we were talking about Gone Girl the other day. It's because it's on the cinema for Valentine's yeah, Day, which we like is a very strange choice. Yeah, 
Come it on. is based on Valentine's Day, I think. Yeah. Like, but... So I think there's a reason why. And just another one as well was Justin Long. It was his, his first film. I am well. going to mention Justin Long, yeah. But weirdly, I was reading Justin Long said when he auditioned for this, he auditioned it along with Kieran Culkin. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. And one last one is Joel McKinnon Miller, who plays Scully from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's one of the aliens in there as well. Is he? Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and watch yeah. this, aren't I? Yeah, I didn't notice uh, that at all. Oh, well, well pulled. Yeah, well, you know, I had a spare hour or so in work today. <laughs> <laughs> and I literally did my research. Ten minutes before we came on, we are experts. Find it, we're experts. So anyway, so it's a big cast. It's an amazing cast. So, what about favorite actor, Dave? Favorite actor, favorite character, favorite performance? We going for? I've had to go with Alan Rickman. Yeah. So he plays Doctor Lazarus. Lazarus, I think. I mean, he's such a good actor. Anyway, I love him in this. I think the scene when he he's gonna storm out. Because the way Tim Allen doing acting, acting, and he pulls him and he says the show must go on. And he's like, and he realizes. I generally think that's what he's like in probably yeah, he, yeah. what he was like in real life, yeah, yeah. where he was all about the you know he was all about the show, all about the the art, and I can imagine him just being exactly like that as he was. Apparently, him and Tim Allen didn't get on initially. Tim Allen's like too enthusiastic on set, which when I read that made me laugh because I thought, yeah, that just sounds like Alan Rickman as yeah, well. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, this American's there, he's being too enthusiastic, but apparently they all, they all got together and got on in the end. But I just think it's a great performance oh, I, from him. I, I was reading he wasn't really looking to do a bad guy or a sci-fi film, but he said once he saw the script and the idea, he said, I need to do Because mm. he basically said, he said, that's me because... His his big break on BBC was he did Shakespeare for a couple of BBC productions, mm. and that's his character. He was like, I used to do Shakespeare, <laughs> and I think he just really recognised that it could have been one sort of potential life he had. If that, oh, I just think he's absolutely brilliant. Because apparently, he even then put it on the makeup because what he said was he wanted it to look like it was something that him as the the character could put on himself, so it didn't look too real and it is a little bit yeah yeah it, it is a little bit of a silly look but the, that was the idea behind it of don't do something that's too you know like practical effects that you know yeah someone it was literally like a, a swimming cap wasn't it in yeah essence. basically yeah you can just bang <laughs> but it he off. never he, he never takes it off during the whole film no there's a bit near the end where it starts to yeah just just to yeah, rip, yeah doesn't it and come away but yeah you don't um you don't see him without it even really, the bit you? where you see him at home in one scene at the start yeah he's, he's getting still, ready he's isn't still he? got on yeah, yeah, yeah. i who'd you go with i went with fred kwan the tony shallow character i just thought he just made me giggle all the way through <laughs> and again when i was like doing a little bit of research apparently him and the director had the idea of basically if you notice when he's in it, he's dead like he's always like dead chill, doesn't even know what's going on half the time and, and he's always eating. Apparently the idea was he was stoned all the way through the whole thing. Oh right, okay. So he was just because every time you see him he's got snacks. Yeah. So it's like they, little brownies or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, so they were just that was one of the ideas. They just thought it would be quite funny. Basically, he was high during the whole thing. He was probably doesn't even know it was real. <laughs> Makes sense. But I think it's a really good performance and I, when I went back and watched it again have to see and actually just watching Marvelous Miss Maisel, how main he is and that, I actually appreciate that he's a really good actor and he's one of them actors that um, so all of a sudden there's some sort of become noticeable to him, you know, actually he's a really good actor. So that's who I would go for. Okay then, what about your favourite scene or moment in Galaxy Quest? So I've got a couple, so you mentioned Justin Long is also in this and it's his first film. Just on a side note, because we do like promoting other podcasts. He's got a really good podcast called Life is Short, okay. which is worth listening to. Well, we'll let him know. Ask him to give a shout out for us at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scene where he's helping them. So he's in his bedroom and obviously yeah. they're in the spaceship and he goes missing. And it's because his mum's making him put the bins out. <laughs> yeah. And then she'd tell him to like, separate the recycling as well. Because yeah. yeah, it's great. I just like that scene. It just makes me laugh when um, when, when that comes on. But I think for me, the scene I like the most is the scene with Mafasar being tortured and then he finds out that they're actors. Yeah. And I think it's genuinely sad. 
You know, yeah. and he's there and he's, he's sort of asking why, because they've had that conversation early on around... It's deception and lies, really. Yeah, they don't really, understand the race, don't understand it at all. Yeah, because they're very childlike, aren't yeah. they? So... All wha- although extremely intelligent and clever, they don't understand that concept of deception at all. No, so when he sort of realises, you know, when Tim Allen's explaining to him, I just think that's a really, yeah. like, heartbreaking scene in the middle of this sci-fi comedy. So that was my favourite. What about yours? I've got a couple of moments. Always makes me giggle. When you first fly the spaceship out of the docking bay, <laughs> and they're going, out, and it just starts. You can see them all leaning. All can't just, you? I just think it's such. You could just imagine them all going like, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Oh, yeah, it's, it's screeching, isn't it? And it's just. I think it's a really funny scene. But my favourite moment in it, and it's just purely taken from Star Trek, is the bit where Fred Quan has the idea to beam the rock monster into the, the the loading bay with all the other aliens. Mm. I just think that's a genius moment in the film. I'm like, yes! <laughs> it just, it's pure Star Trek, and I absolutely I just think it's a great little moment. like that one. Right, okay. What about music in it, Dave? There's no real tracks, is the You no. know, the, the, I think the soundtrack is purely just the, yeah, the yeah. score, isn't it? So the Galaxy Quest TV theme from the movie, from the... So the Gags TV theme from the show, the fictional show, is probably the most memorable yeah, tune. Yeah. But overall, the music's absolutely fine. But it's, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go and buy the soundtrack, would you? No. For this box set, we've slightly changed the order and, and like the sort of meaning questions where we'd normally ask impact on what you would change. I'm going to sort of throw that at you as one question. Dave. Yeah. It's okay. So first of all. Is Galaxy Quest a flop? Secondly, why do you think it didn't take off at the box office? Why was it? Considering who's in it and what was you know what it's about, why wasn't the big hit? And then the follow-on to that is, is there anything you would change about that? So I appreciate there is okay. three questions in one. So there. question one. Is it a flop? It's a moderate hit. I think was it ninety million from a forty-five million budget, but when yeah. we had that discussion mm. around, when you read the budget, that's not the entire budget. So is it? the rule of thumb they normally say is, however much it costs to make a film, it's the same to promote and market it. So, so you're that, talking ninety million, yeah, total, aren't you? And yeah. it made ninety million, so it's sort of. If they if they generally that that rule of thumb is right, then it's sort of just broke even. So it's not a huge hit and I do think as well genuinely even in the late 90s a comedy that made over 100 million was a hit yes so I think you've got to hit that 100 million I don't know if that's our hard and fast rule for the box Mm. set because you know it's never always about sort of the money is it I think we meant we we, I think the few times we mentioned the 100 million mark was certainly in the 80s but this was 99 so you'd think We've had this conversation before about inflation doubling. So I think by the time it comes to the 90s, 2000s, you're probably looking at 200, 250 for mm. a, for a, that, that's a surefire comedy hit. 90 million is disappointing. So why yeah. did it disappoint? So the main thing is the theatrical trailer is fucking awful. Have you is watched it? it? No. It doesn't really tell the audience enough. It's just a proper mishmash of the effect scenes, I think, to just try and sell the movie. It's pretty terrible. So I would say the marketing probably sold it short and certainly didn't sell the movie enough. You'll have to go back and watch it. It's only about two minutes long, but I can imagine audiences sitting and watching it in the cinema and thinking... Do I really want to go see this yeah. movie? Because it, it, it's just, it just doesn't work for me. And trailers normally are what get you to go and see yeah. a movie, isn't it? And I think that trailer probably might have put a lot of people off. And then we one controversial thing there. Okay. Tim Allen. Interesting. But wait. Okay. <laughs> because I do think it's his best role and his best performance. But, and this is me but, I think in the late 90s, I think there's still a bit 
of snobbishness around TV stars. And I think he'd done the Santa Claus, which was pretty decent hit. He'd done Jungle to Jungle, which yeah. got like panned and, you know, it, it did make nearly sort of 60 million. But I think it's right, it's 90, so this is 1999, it's right after Home Improvements has finished. And I do think he's brilliant in it, but I don't think audiences want to pay to see TV stars in movies yeah. because he's been in your house. You know, Home Improvement's probably one of those shows where it's 20, 30 episodes, you know. So he's in he's in your house for, you know, all yeah. that time. And I think I think that's why, like, Tom Selleck and, like, Ted Danson Didn't aren't quite huge. Transfer. They're not huge movie stars. You could sort of counteract that by saying, but he'd already made Toy Story and Toy Story 2 was dead. Yeah, but, but no one he, was, no. he was a voice, wasn't he? Yeah, he's, so, just, he's yeah. the voice. I think, I think, for me, if you... So, come back to the fact that this is 1999. If you cast Will Smith or Arnie, this makes 500 million. Interesting. Mm. I don't think as well audiences were quite ready for a comedy star, a TV comedy yeah. star, to play an action star in a movie as well. So this is nothing against his performance. No, because, of, no. again, coming back to it, it's his best performance. I personally think he's perfectly cast. But I do think there's a little bit of an element of people didn't want to see a TV star in a big movie. <clears throat> so I'm, I don't know if that's controversial or not, but I I think that played into why it wasn't a big, big hit. Again, you know, I'm pulling out Will Smith and Arnie because they were big names in the 90s. You know, you, you, you probably could have put like Robin Williams or yeah. somebody who were actors at that time. I do think it hit the movie casting Tim Allen at that time. Okay. Now, before we go on to me, the, the third part of the question is what we'd do differently. I was having a little think about this as why it didn't take off. And we mentioned it earlier on. It's an absolute lovingly homage to Star Trek, especially particularly the next generation even to the point where I think I was reading in in, in Star Trek conventions, it's included in the best ranking. Yeah. It's and it, it never comes bottom either. I think it's almost because it's a parody of Star Trek. It's almost too good a parody that the only people who really appreciate its its lovingness and its perfectness are Star Trek fans. So I think your average cinema goer, and I think this comes into what you said about that trailer, wouldn't really know what they were going. Mm. Was it serious? Was it not serious? Is it, it? It was a bit of a mishmash. And also, I was reading, apparently, and this comes back again to where the studio messed up the marketing. Apparently, when he first made it, apparently it was a lot more violent and dark. And on the first test screenings, they basically decided they want to go for a more family-friendly and toned it right back. Right. And I don't know if that somehow has messed around of the original direction of the film because there's a few bits where they, they've overdubbed swear words and apparently I was reading, if you go, go back and watch, you can actually see when they filmed it, they would be using the F words, but when right. they went back, they overdubbed it. And apparently the director was so furious over it when he got it to like get the, like Sigourney Weaver to, to overdub the word fuck with what's this, <laughs> he told her to do it really poorly. So she delivers the line in such a terrible <laughs> manner that it, it, so, and I think the cast and crew were really upset with DreamWorks and I think that plays into all that. I don't think DreamWorks knew what they had. No, definitely not. Cause it, it was a PG, I think. Yeah. But apparently it was, it was, they wanted a lot more darker violence. And when I mean about, there's so much in there that only true Star Trek fans would get. Like, for example, I just wrote down here is the Sam Rockwell character, what's his name, Guy Fleegman, his, his, his name in the film, is based on a actor called Guy Vardaman, who's a famous because apparently he's, he's appeared in like loads of episodes of Star Trek. As, as Star Trek Next Generation as a stand-in and stunt double or the crew member who always dies. Right, one of the red shirts, so is it? They would... So that's what I mean. It's 
And I think unless you're a real Star Trek fan, and we know they are fanatical people, mm. you wouldn't get that bit but, of information or, or in-joke. Well, one of the other things I was going to mention was, just with you say, talking about parodies and stuff before, was whether there was an element of Star Trek fans thought it was going to take the piss out of them. Yeah. So I think, you're right, I think you had your die-hard Star Trek, Star Wars, sci-fi fans... Watching the trailer and going... Don't know what that is. Don't really know what that is. Mm. And when they read it was a bit of a parody of Star Trek, went, well, I don't want to be made fun of. Yeah. So they just didn't go. They just I... didn't go see it. And then the other audience of, you know, non-sci-fi, just normal cinema goer, watched the trailer and went, I don't know what that is. It's got some sort of good effects. And again, hate to say it, come back to... And it's got a TV star as the lead. Yeah. Oh, I'm not that. I'm not that interested. That's it's such it's, a shame. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where, as the years have gone, it's become such a favourite with Star Trek fans because, like I said, it's it's now seen as as a Star Trek film almost. They took it yep. to their hearts, and that was what you said initially. I don't think they did, and I think that played into why because it was well reviewed when it came out. It was, you know what I mean. It's, it's a great film. Yep. I've got here is, I think it's. It's a perfect parody. I, I I was watching it again the other night and the question is what would I physically change about this film regardless of make, making it different that it would be a hit or not. I don't think I would change anything in this film. I think it's abs- It's a perfect little film. It, it's just great. So the only one thing I'd change Okay. only because I just think they missed the trick which is when that scene with Justin Long where he has to run out and empty the bins his, his mum is sat on the couch with his dad. The dad should have been William Shatner or the dad should have been Patrick Stewart or the dad should have been like David Duchovny or something. As a little meta moment yes. just for you because you like your meta moments. I just thought they just had like... His mum had been in a few scenes and you just see his dad in one... It's just one scene as he runs out. Because he runs out and he's like, he's got, I've got to go... And he like, you need to look at his other and she goes, well, at least he's going outside. I think he could have had a little meta moment just to please all the fans and just put yeah. someone like Shatner yeah. in there. I just think they missed. I think they missed the missed the little trick of missed. just having that. I like I said, what I would do to change it. I'm I'm gonna bottle out this question and just say I would have liked to have seen more Sam Rockwell, but that's just me. Of any movie, yes. Even I, if he's not in it, just put him in it. Just put Sam Rockwell in it. He like, should have yeah, been Superman, the new yeah. Superman. <laughs> All right, then they moving on. Time to dim the lights, and you know what's coming. It's the quick fire round. Okay, Dave. I'm going to ask you five questions. I need your first answer, and I need it within two seconds. So. Quick fire round. Just bear that in mind. Quick fire. Go for it. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Kirk or Picard? Kirk. What job on a starship would you like? Oh, good question. You'd have to be the pilot, wouldn't you? You'd have to be. You'd have to fly the ship. You want to be that guy. What job on a starship are you actually best suited for? The cleaner. <laughs> and a bit of a philosophy question here. If you cry in space, does anyone hear you? <laughs> Can you cry in space? I don't Has know. Anyone ever, have we tried? I don't even know if it's possible. No, I mean, if people can't hear me in the work toilets, then no. <laughs> What's next week and where can the listener watch it? Right, next pick for this box set of Bombed But Boss for next week is I picked Popstar, Never Stop Stopping. And where can they watch it? You can watch it from the usual places at the moment. It's not on It's not on Prime or Netflix, so you need to rent it from your Apple, your Amazon, your Sky Stores, YouTube, blah, 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 blah. On with Galaxy Quest, Dave. If you like this film... What else would you like? I've got a list of films here, but before I give you that list, just because it made me think when I was putting this list together, so basically the list I've got is I've picked some of my favourite parody movies and TV shows. 
but it just made me think, well, what's the difference between a parody and a spoof? So a spoof is when it's non-specific. It can be like a genre or a type of TV show. So for example, Spinal Tap is a spoof of just documentaries and specifically music documentaries, whereas a parody is more defined at, at it's sort of aping a specific type of work. So for example, and I've got on here, when Family Guy sort of do scenes from films, that's a parody because it's a specific piece of work it's copying as opposed to a spoof, which is more generic. Just one of the things I've often wondered, what is the difference? So, and now I'm looking back at my list, I'm thinking some of these may be spoofs and some of these may be parodies. So it's a mix. It's a bit of a mix, I think it is, yeah. So anyway, parody films are picked. I picked a couple of the classics first. Airplane. Yep. Blazing Saddles. And Monty Python and the Holy Grail. All good choices, yeah. All good choices. All good choices. Couple of, I sort of said, couple of ones from a couple of years back. And our Team America... <laughs> yes. It was an absolute cracker. So, scary movie. Now, there's about five of them, isn't there? I've put this on here because it was massive. And, and what's so fascinating about scary movie is it was they were taking the piss out of the Scream franchise, but the Scream franchise was meta way of looking at teen horror film and I just thought the idea of a parody over a meta it was it was it was massive it was huge yeah, yeah. at the time like the not particularly great film scary movie I think there was a there's a few moments that are really good in it but it, it was just it was massive for a bit Tropic Thunder isn't the one on my list how I think this is one of the, my favourites on the list Wreck-It Ralph Wreck-It Ralph because it's yeah. just if you love your computer games and you know that 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 time that you could up, I think Wreck-It Ralph is not your third Pixar mention of the day as well isn't it, it is yeah. isn't it I've got a few on here already okay now to finish off on my favourite parody films <laughs> I couldn't decide which ones I've gone for all three the Cornetto trilogy Sam Pegg's birthday yesterday Sam Pegg's birthday yesterday yes you cannot this is the thing with the Cornetto trilogy though if you turn over on ITV4 and one of them's on You've got to watch it. Yeah, it's almost like yeah. it's like a law. <laughs> it, I just, I just love, and I couldn't, I couldn't pick which ones. I just went, ah, oh, sorry, I'm having the full content trilogy. Just a couple of picks of TV I've got on there. Now, community could not mention, and especially mm. some of the best episodes they do are the parody episodes. And I'm going to particularly go back to our second ever podcast when we did community. And my favourite episode is the Goodfellas episode yeah. about the chicken. Chicken fingers. I think that is a perfect parody episode. So that's, go back and have a look at that one. Family Guy, I've already mentioned, but they, they parody cinema and TV moments better than anyone. Mm. And I, I think some of the best bits of Family Guy is when you would take the piss out of other TV shows and other films. French and Saunders. Remember they, did, remember they did a couple of series where they literally just redid films. And I mentioned this because did, they did a really good Silence of the Lambs yeah. one as well, which was really famous, wasn't it? Two more to finish up on. The Larry Sanders Show. Absolute TV gold. It doesn't get, it doesn't get enough recognition, it does. And last but not least, Spaced. Going oh. all in on Simon Pegg today. <laughs> oh, this all just because he's Bertie and... He, and... He's seen our Instagram story. Apparently, like, Kenny was cock-a-hoop the other day about something going over about Kenny the Instagram. Kenny was made up, yeah. yeah. posted out Sam Pegg's birthday and he, he definitely seen it. But what was annoying was Sam Pegg then posted the video saying he'd seen things on Instagram, was going to repost them, but thought it was a bit sort of self-serving and a little oh. bit weird. And I was like, it was so close to maybe being on Simon Pegg's account there. Ah, oh, poor so, Kenny. Never he, mind. Do you know what? He puts his heart and soul in Have we seen it? Happy birthday to Simon for We yesterday. love Simon Pegg here. Okay, Dave. So, if the viewer likes Galaxy Quest, what else would they like? And what, what are your picks? So, I sort of went with a theme that you're going to find is quite selfish in a minute and you'll, you'll understand why. But... The Galaxy Quest is a TV show, isn't it? You know, within the movie, and then obviously them actors are pulled in sort of real life. 
but I've kind of gone with I've gone with TV shows that were then made into movies. Very meta. Very meta. Because Galaxy Quest is about a TV show, and we're watching the movie about the actors that are in the TV show. Yeah. So I'm confused now. Where, where are I'm we? I'm lost on already. These are TV shows that are made were made into movies. Brilliant. The Adams Family. Yes. Based on the 1960s um, TV show. Also a spoof movie. Going off the Criterion Naked Gun. Yes. Based on the Police Squad series. We've got The Fugitive with uh, Harrison Ford, which was also based on a yeah. 1960s TV series. Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa. Oh, great shout, yeah. Just based on the uh, the BBC series. And then the last few, you'll see why I'm being selfish, The Simpsons Movie. Yeah. Because based good, on The Simpsons TV show. Good choice, yeah. Strangely, we've done a podcast episode. We have, yeah. People can check them out. The Untouchables. Yeah. Strangely, we've done a podcast episode. It, that yeah. was previously a movie. Transformers the movie. Oh, I see where you go <laughs> with this one, Dave. Yep. Might have done a podcast about that. And then Serenity, based on Firefly TV series. And we've done a podcast about Serenity yeah. as well. So Simpsons movie, Untouchables, Transformers, Serenity... All TV shows that were movies and all on our podcast. Dave, thank you very much for your choice of Galaxy Quest. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Galaxy Quest, listener, watch it if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Vans lad, on work experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcast from.